should, you know, obviously they were close friends. Yeah. And um, he just created this song basically talking about Chris Farley and just, you know, look, I mean, he got tanked every night, but he showed up to Sunday Mass and he was, you know, his heroes were people like, you know, uh, James Bellucci, who passed away early and, you know, drug overdoses and things like that. So it's good. It's on YouTube. You should probably check it out. Thanks for bumming me out. Um. Yeah. <laughs> You're ready to hit record, huh? Oh, I already hit record. Oh, you did? <laughs> you gonna... Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch, and I am super excited about this episode uh, for lots of reasons, uh, but one of them is sitting right here, a uh, very talented, funny, and charismatic, interesting person, Jared mm. Kiesling. Hello. Hello. How Thank you for you? having me. You're welcome. No problem. The other reason why I'm really excited is because I'm going into um, uncharted territory because I haven't had Hooters yet. We went to Hooters. That's right. We had some fantastic wings from Hooters we'll talk about here in a bit. Um, But I'm really excited to get to know Jared a little bit better and for you guys to get to know Jared a little bit better. Um, Tell us, who are you and what makes you so special? Wow. Wow. Who, who, what makes you so special? Yeah, exactly. I well, let's see. I'm so um, well, I'm a single lad, right? Uh, living in the sunny state here, but originally from California. Um, went to San Jose State. Lived down in San Diego for a bit. Lived down in Tampa. Lived here as well. Uh, been here for just over 10 years. Slinging network and IT cybersecurity stuff for the last 10 years. Does that some... make you like a nerd? You know, I could say I could geek out on some on some good technology for sure. Um, but it is my job. It is my career. But I do have some side stuff that I enjoy doing. Like I enjoy acting. I enjoy helping out local people, like with producing and, and uh, monetary benefits to different uh, types of projects and things like that. So, but uh, you know, my day do- my day job really does take a lot of uh, time and energy. But you know, when I was a kid, I wasn't uh, growing up thinking I'm going to be some network security sales guy, right? right we all had right. dreams, and I'm kind of living a little bit of it right now, even though it's still kind of an infant stage, but I enjoy it. It's fun. That is cool. And I feel really similarly because it's like, oh, I didn't think I was going to be this like corporate person. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that I have nothing else to do, you know, why don't I pursue my dreams now? Exactly. So it's nice yeah. to meet other people who are, who are doing the same thing. So you said you, you acting is like your side hustle. Like what have you been in or what do you hope to do? Tell me more about that. <laughs> so, um, I've been into some stuff Early on uh, in the Bay Area, I was in uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3. What? Well, you know, that was a long time ago, but my scene actually didn't make the final cut. So it's kind of frustrating when you do a movie like that and you know you're about 10 feet in front of the customer, (laughs) the camera, excuse me, and you... (laughs) Um, you know, you get like 10 people to go to the screening of the movie and your scene gets literally cut right before and you're not in it. So it's like, you know, it's kind of oh. defeating. But um, when I moved out here, I noticed that there was a, a good local market for for acting both on the independent side and, and the TV side, the commercial side as well. So I took some classes um, through uh, Good Faith uh, Casting and she did a really good job. And then um, I got linked up with a guy named Kevin Phipps, who's a pretty well-known, you know, director, writer, actor himself out here. In fact, he just uh, is about to release uh, a new movie called Grief that he made about five or six years ago. Oh. Um, He also is working on um, releasing a short movie called my Secret War, which is kind of based on the, the late 90s Kosovo stuff. Really uh, interesting interesting stuff. I played a soldier 
uh, in that one. Um, I'm definitely going to be in that one. No speaking lines, though. Do you get typecasted? Like no. white male number one? Well, it's kind of hard because I'm bald <laughs> and I have red hair and I got this massive ginger-looking beard. But, you know, you know, I got pretty good strong facial features maybe i don't know can you uh, can you tell on that well that would force me to give you a compliment and i'm just not ready for that yeah it's, it's just like, do we you have just started i do oh yeah yeah you do you have strong facial features but you know when i shave the beard people think i look like scott van pelt from sports center so <laughs> it is pretty spot on when the beard goes but no i've been in that and then uh i was in a movie called durant's never closes about Jack Durant down there, the Durant Steakhouse. Oh, yeah, I've been there. I ruined their bathroom once on accident. Really? They have really delicate plumbing. It's a long story. I shouldn't have said that. It's, well, were you going one or two? Well, I had broke my foot. Okay. Okay, and I was on Vicodin. I I guess I'm going to do this. (laughs) So you weren't feeling feeling anything then? Well, one of the, one of the, I can't believe it. Why am I saying this? One of the side effects of Vicodin, it kind of like backs you up, I guess, or yes. you, it constipates you or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was my aunt's birthday. My uncle took like everybody to Durant's. And when you have a nice meal, you know, I love having some cake and some coffee. Mm-hmm. And I think everything just kind of really came to a point at that moment. And, you know, went to his restroom and it's so small. It has like those like saloon doors in the stall. Mm-hmm. And it just... Just, it wasn't working. And then there's like a line starting to grow outside. And I'm like, oh, wait. And I have this cast on my foot. And I'm just like, <laughs> clunk, 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 clunk. And uh, it was just bad. It was just mm-hmm. embarrassing. And uh, the end. Oh, wow. I just said the whole poop story in an intro. Yes. Well, we all have stories like but that. But you had so. a, what was this movie about Duran? <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> He's well, going to be like, that was you. We'll talk about the poop stories later. But um, Oh, my God. I'm ashamed of myself. I know. Don't worry about it. No, Durant's Never Closes was uh, was a feature made by a guy named uh, Travis Mills out here, and uh, it was with Tom Sizemore and Peter Bogdanovich and John Grease, oh. you know Uncle Rico from yeah. uh, from Napoleon Dynamite. So it's fun. My my one line that I had actually made the final cut, which is good. You can actually buy that on uh, Amazon or or iTunes or something. I don't know. It's like cool. ten bucks. Wouldn't but, like getting cut? That means you've really made it. Like, probably every famous actor has gotten cut from something. Probably. I mean, I, I don't... Uh, I tend not to be highly confident of my, my skills right now. I, I do it more or less for the challenge. But, uh, you know, people tell me, hey, you're doing pretty good. or you know, But I still need to work on some stuff, which is why I like going to the class. Yeah. Um, you know, Daniel uh, is another local uh, writer and, um, and actor coach at the Artist Box there in Tempe. Daniel Blanc guy's awesome. I've been uh, training with him for the last year now in his Masters of Realism class, and it's a fantastic class. So I, like I recommend that. it to anybody that really wants to kind of just jump right in and, and learn how to be in front of people and take scripts or take monologues and break them down. You know, Daniel's a fantastic writer, so he understands what people are actually trying to accomplish when they're writing something. So, um, and I've always, there's awesome people in the class. There's very talented people in there um, in that class. There's been so. a lot of actors come out of this area, like Emma Stone. Yeah, Emma and Stone came out of here. Um, I forgot that guy's think. name that was in Tron. Um, the young kid, uh, Hedgelum or Hedlum, whatever his name mm. is, Garrett something. Um, he there's came out of here. There's a couple guys from Glee. 
and who else? I feel like my friends that grew up in like North Scottsdale, like they all went to high school with the kids right, that, right, that, right. that got out or something. Yeah. So that's fun though. Yeah, it I is exciting. It. Um, yeah. And it is nice to have like a day job. So it's like, well, we're not, we're too old to like live in a studio apartment with three other people and like try to f- really follow our dreams. Are we? I don't know. But I, you know, it's funny. Uh, I have that. I think about that all the time. Like what would it be like if you just dropped everything? And pursued the dream because I do feel a little envious of people that do that, regardless of how old they are. Yeah. They could be 20, 40, 50, whatever, right? And it's, you know, it is a tough challenge, right? It is something that um, it scares you because you're used to making X dollars, right? Right. And then you're really gonna have to budget and, and appropriate and maybe get side jobs and, and while you're auditioning. But there's people that have been doing it. And I, I actually love those people. I love the fact they just have the balls to just to go and go to L.A. or New York or wherever and just follow a dream. Yeah. It's something I've never, I've never done. I've always done like what I thought was required of me doing just based on my knowledge. Like, you know, everyone's like, you got to go, you know, graduate high school and you got to go to college right. and get into high tech because I grew up in the Bay Area. And get established and, you know, buy a house and, you know, settle down and have kids. Well, you know, the latter part didn't really work out. But but all that stuff is, like, programmed into you. Yeah. And the people that are not programmed to do that, those are the ones that follow their dreams. And I envy that. They might be flat broke the rest of their life, but, man, they are so happy. Right. You know? Um, and that's – I'm in a weird place right now. That's why I kind of uh, – working through the decision to sell my house, move downtown, it's like a mini version of that. Because yeah. I had this epiphany where I was like – wait, why do I need a house? Like, I, I like this house, but it's too much for me to take care of. Same here. Yeah. Something breaks. I can't afford, you know, really. I had to spend like eight grand on an AC unit a couple of years ago. And it's like, ugh. So that's why I'm kind of having this like, you know what? Maybe I don't need a house. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Right. Probably regret it. Um, <laughs> well, that is exciting stuff. I want to circle back to more of your arts career. But we... Um, Let's talk about the wings that we had at Hooters. Yeah. They were really good. They were good. This episode is going to be called Hooters Daytona Beach with Jared Kiesling. Whoa. Is there (laughs) enough room for that, those letters in the title or? Do you think the Hooters in Daytona Beach would be like, what? Like, no, they know that's their flavor. Well, I think. Is it Daytona Beach? It's Daytona Beach. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, isn't that where they were, that's, Hooters was originated out of Florida, right? If you told me that, I would believe it because it has that, that Florida-ness to yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't okay. even know when I lived there, I didn't even know there was owls in Florida. Owls. <laughs> 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 well, Daytona Beach flavor is kind of like a, what you call it, a honey hot? Um, yes. I think the, the other one that we had to the other flavor was similar to the Daytona beach flavor. Yeah. So we also ordered Chipotle honey, but I feel like we already have a wings of friends episode of Chipotle honey, but you got yours naked and I had mine breaded. Yes. Naked's always the best way to do it. You know, I probably should have done. (laughs) You're so proud of yourself with that little joke. You like that one? Yeah. It was all right. It was basic. Well, so Um, far, I mean, I've been totally winging it. He's so proud. I don't know. I don't know if I should like be mean to you and be like try harder, or be like, oh, how cute you made a joke. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, you are you are the stand-up comedian, so that's right. Don't you, know. you forget it. Hey, any advice? Uh, I've got some advice for you. <laughs> be funny. Oh. What? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sorry. No, very good jokes, and we are also enjoying a really nice glass of 
scotch? Yes. It is a Glen something from the beautiful country of Israel. Ooh, when and, did you go there? Uh, I was there in... Cheers. I, I do not remember. Okay, because you drank all this stuff. Uh, when was I there? Oh, I mean, obviously it was last year, but... Um, obviously. Yeah. I think it was October, maybe, or September, October. No, it was, yeah, it was during Halloween. So during that Halloween week is the, is the time that I went over there. Oh, so only a couple months ago. Right, and I went there with one of my customers from Las Vegas, and we met all of our R&D folks. And oh, so it was a work trip? It was a work trip. We did take a, a, a day excursion to Jerusalem. Neat. Um, so that was kind of cool. Are something. you a religious person? I am not, no. Did um, you appreciate kind of like the re- religious overtones of the vicinity you were in? Absolutely. I mean, I think we all grow up being introduced to some sort of religion. Mm-hmm. And studying on that, or going to church, or whatever your parents Not me. have you do. My parents dropped the ball big time. Well, you're just a weird situation <laughs> in general, anyway. So, <laughs> um, but the uh, it was good. I mean, I appreciate all that stuff. I appreciate architecture and the history and things like that. It's just the the religion itself, or religion sure. and period, is just not not my jam. But uh, we did go to the old city. We went into the holy church, and we Ooh. did uh, go into the golden dome area, which you is kind of fascinating. You didn't burn up or anything, or like disintegrate. Maybe. No, I mean mostly now it's out, outside of the major areas of the the four quadrants because there's four quadrants in old Jerusalem, right? There's the Jewish one, there's the Christian one, the Muslim one, and the Armenian one. Go figure, right? Then you have the Mormon one, which is outside of the old city, which is pretty crazy itself. But, um, but it's fascinating. Most of it now is all shops and people selling the same trinkets and the the olive oak, uh, olive wood crosses and. Every store has the same stuff, basically, right? Oh, like so, going to Sedona. Like going to Sedona or, or, or Disneyland, right? Every store pretty much has the same stuff. But it is fascinating to to see it, the Wailing Wall, uh, which is still segregated to this day, by the way. So oh. there is a fence in the middle, and women go on the le- uh, right side, and men go on the left. Whoa. Pretty crazy. Um, and we were able to get into the do- uh, the Golden Dome area, which I had never been into, which is quite fascinating, uh, because when you go in... Um, there's kind of like a Muslim guard there, right? And they um, basically tell you, like, okay, you need to put shorts on, or you know, you female, like, you couldn't have gone in without shirt. You would have no. to put what on shirt? like a sweater. I'm not wearing a shirt. Well, exactly. Just kidding. Well, or yeah. like a headdress? Do I have to wrap my cover my head? No, not oh. the head, not necessarily. Just cover your, like your arms, arms and your, and your chest. legs, especially if you're a female. Like mm-hmm. I was wearing shorts, and my shorts barely covered my knees just a little bit, and they said that was okay, or else I'd have to put on some sort of like this little scarf that. Uh, <laughs> skirt that they give um they give people but it was fascinating um but uh it's the second time i've been there since i've been working at this company and i might Mm. have to go there once or twice uh um this year oh nice i like that it is hot in here Mm. um maybe it's the scotch should I Maybe. turn something on? Yeah, I don't know. Are you uh, are you yeah. are you work furloughed right now, where you don't, can't afford your AC? No. Or no, you, I'll you, just I'll just keep entertaining. Why don't you say something funny? Oh dang, um, you know it's all about. Uh, as I talk to Jared, I really just you really feel that white male privilege. I think is probably like if you had to look at him and say three words, I think I think that would be it: white male privilege. That's, yeah. that's not even close. That's, oh, that's no, not I me. was talking about how uh, athletic you are. Yeah, right. No, um, I, 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 white, no. I've no. earned my stripes that I'm at right now, so. Oh. <laughs> it was just intermission talking. I know. It's God, okay, you're though. so offensive. I know. Offended. Um, 
I like that. Um, I do like the, you know, you go to other places, you kind of have to respect your cultures. Like Absolutely. even, you know, even if that means covering up your knees. Um, Hey, let's get back to the wings just a little bit because yes. I want to dive into because it was a really interesting experience. How long has it been since you've been to a Hooters? And that's like across the street from your house. I think I don't know how long that Hooters has been there. I was much more of a fan of Islands, which was there oh, before. Oh, that's right. Islands had really good cheese yes, fries, and they had great burgers too. And then they switched it to Hooters. Um, I think that's probably been the second time I've been there. Maybe the third. Did you see a lot of Hooters? No, they were I all like either. covered up, or they were like you know like I had bigger tits than some of these women. Yeah, I have bigger tits than all of them. Well, obviously, yeah. But. <laughs> no, I think that's one of the things that's it's not so true anymore. Back in the day, you're like, oh, we're going to Hooters. I right. was telling my dad I was going to Hooters. He goes, do you need any help? And I'm like, oh, gross, dad. Right. But it's not as sexy as it used to be. No, Or maybe no. we've just gotten older. Well, I mean, how how many hot women can you get in, you know, Southeast Mesa here off of <laughs> almost school in 60? I mean, you can't really get, I mean, this is like not the singles paradise over here. Right. Right. So why do you live here then? I mean, they're probably a bunch of like 24-year-old single women anyways that, that have kids. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think I saw yeah. some sea scars. Oh, man. But no, how did you see that? I'm just joking. They were all wearing shirts. <laughs> like short. Well, those shorts were kind of high. Yeah, the shorts. I mean, you got to shave when you go out uh, in the morning with those working on. So Okay, so we had a really nice waitress. She was really helpful. Yeah. She was flirty, and she really tried to sell us everything. Well, she tried to... I mean, obviously, she was more interested in you than she was with me. No, so. you think so? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you were to give her, like, the wink, a little finger on the nose, like, you know, hey, it's on. Oh, that's a thing? She would have taken a 10-minute break. No, I don't think so. Well, first of all, I'm not really that into girls. No, wait. Did I say that? I'm not into girls. I've never, like, done Why anything not? with girls. It's my first podcast. You could have had your first thing, too. It could have made a double, a think, double whammy. You know what? I think I'd have to be, like, in Vegas... Uh, and it, it'd be like New Year's Eve or my birthday. Yeah, but you'd have to pay for that, though. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to charge you I think you it would here. have to be a really special situation for me to do that and not be in Southeast Mesa at a Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> but I have, to, I have to admit, she had some balls on her. I mean, picking up uh, the check that was $68 and I threw down $100 cash and she said, do I need change? That takes balls. She's trained. She's, She's trained. Yes. What are you doing walking around with so much cash? Are you always a cash person? Well, I went to the casino a couple of nights ago, oh. so you know they spit out hundreds. Is that your thing, the casino? Sometimes. That's right. I think yeah, I yeah. remember. I've been on that. a poker kick of late, so. Oh. Yeah. Um. So she did try to sell us everything, mm-hmm. and oh, by the way, I think her flirting with me was more of so she doesn't really know the situation here. She knows if there's a girl at the table, she's gotta, she's gotta win me over. Yes. Or else nobody's gonna be happy. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I when I worked, I worked for Men's Warehouse when I was in college, and same thing. Did you know that? What? I worked for Men's Warehouse for like ten years. Wow. Do you know how many inseams I've measured? Did you were, did you like get close enough to kind of have it like to scrape off like your knuckles or something or like a peen? Or even just like the sacral area? You know what would happen? I'm sure because I would measure people and you have to kind of give them a bear hug. Yeah. And I'm sure I kind of like, you know, grazed my... No, like my with th- your inseam with your hand. You, okay, you don't measure the inseam. You measure the outseam no, and so you like subtract your, 10. Your hand never got like teabagged or anything? I never touched anything. Any, no, I never did that. <laughs> it's a joke though. That's a tagline for one of my jokes. So my You got to po- work on that one. No, I don't. It's perfect, Jared. What do you know? I don't know. I'm just being an audience member. <laughs> it's a it's a different joke. But what was I saying? Oh, 
So if a guy came in with his wife or a woman or whoever, and then you're going to sell to them, mm-hmm. you've got to kind of friend the girl or else yeah. she's going to make everybody miserable. That's where the money's at. Right. So she was really smart to be nice to me. Because if I feel like I'm getting ignored, I'm going to like, me, 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 me. It's true. Be total. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I agree. I guess I can be really difficult sometimes. Does she have like a she had a piercing right between she, in the cleavage area. Yeah, how do they do that? And uh, exactly, which makes me think I'm probably the wrong profession. I need to be like a tattoo guy or a piercing guy because now they're getting a little bit more aggressive on the areas of these things. Because you want to touch all those places. Well, I mean, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, if you're yeah. certified to do it, I mean, might as well. Do you well. think that piercing is like one of those one thingamajigs where it closes up, you put it through, and then it, and then it opens up once it's inside? Like, how do you get something like that to stay in Maybe there? they do like a two-prong approach around the skin. I'm not sure. I have one tattoo friend, but he doesn't do work like that. I bet you we could find it on YouTube. Yeah, Because I've absolutely. seen like it here. You're right, though. She had like a diamond in between her boobs. Mm-hmm. And... She's real small. I guess we're talking more about Jasmine than we are about the wings. Well, the wings are pretty good. I mean, but then again, you could probably find a lot of uh, interesting people in Daytona Beach uh, so <laughs> to go along with those wings. <laughs> so I think I lucked out because Jared was really hungry. So we got buffalo shrimp. Starving. Oh, those are good. Did you like the buffalo shrimp? They were good. They were small. Like, how yeah. do you get, like, mini shrimp? Or, like, like yeah. do they just, like, get hatched or something? I don't know. Well, when you buy them in the store, you can get small, medium, or jumbo, or tiger shrimp. I've had a shrimp like that at Lolo's. Shrimp with friends. That's your spinoff. My next one? Mm-hmm. But then people have, like, shellfish allergies. And... Yeah. So we had that, and we had french fries. We had, like, a ton of ranch and blue cheese. Yes. Do you, are you ranch or blue cheese with your wings? I go both. Do you? You go like, both. Like I think ways. every other wing, I I switched the the sauce. I mean, you, I don't I mean, know how you say that before. You have to switch it up. Do you like sauces? Is that why? Um. I, personally, I, I I actually like the 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 flavor of just like a naked wing without a sauce on it. That makes sense because I, I, I like the taste of chicken and I like the taste of that charred skin on the outside. Yeah. I love it when it's crispy. Yeah. I, I do like it. If you do, one of my friends, um, she made me some wings for her podcast, which is also about food, but she made me wings because I do mm. a wing podcast. Of course. Genevieve Rice. And uh, she Plug. did it like a salt and pepper. Um, she just did salt and pepper and it was really tasty. Ooh, see now that's pretty good. Yeah, and we've done a salt and pepper on my. There's nothing wrong with just having something like the base model, mm-hmm. right? I mean, sometimes that's like the best part of it. Well, if you have good quality meat, yes, then you don't need to. So, like, if you go out for a nice steak, you're not gonna drudge that in buffalo sauce or a one. You're gonna, you're just gonna yeah. have a nice piece of meat. You're gonna cook it right. Maybe some salt and pepper. Boom, and that's it. Well, I mean, and you're like, gonna overpay for it. Yeah, I mean, like Chris Farley always said, I mean, you can get, get a good look at a steak by looking at a cow's ass, but when you want to take the butcher's word for it, <laughs> bringing back the Chris Farley. See? This um, is gonna be like either your best or worst podcast, like ever. I think so. I think you're right. And you know, I, I was just <laughs> thinking, it's a shame you don't have any children because you might be the king of the dad joke. Like, mm-hmm. you seem to have, like, this whole dad joke thing going on. Well, I have a 15-year-old niece, and yeah. uh, she's awesome. Love her to death. And, and you know, I kind of vicariously uh, 
live that life every time I hang out with her. Because so. you guys are the same maturity level? Pretty much, yeah. She teaches me a lot of stuff. You know? 15 is a tricky age. Has she turned into a monster yet? No, she's turned into a 30-year-old woman. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She's already talking about what she wants to do with the rest of her life. And, wow. Uh, apparently, there's a new term... That um, that these uh, teenage women are using in high school to talk about the boys. What is it? Uh, they're called fuckboys. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it has nothing to do with the term fuck. Oh, it doesn't? Yeah. No. Oh, the way I know it. Right. The it way is, that you and I know it, right? It's those guys. Tell me what they mean, fuckboys. Just like, I guess uh, it would be the equivalent of, of maybe back in my generation or your generation of just being a tool. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's so like it, it, a turd, a tool, whatever, a but turd. she calls it and like, she's like, oh, cause I always ask her like, Hey, do you, is there any boys you have interested in? Or, you know, if you have any females that you're interested in, I mean, you can go that way too. It's, it's your you know call. And she's like, no, they're all fuck boys. And I'm like, whatever that means, you know? Okay. So I think I understand this because at their age, hopefully nobody's doing it yet. You know, maybe one or two special kids are. Um, we all knew those kids. It wasn't us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but by the time she gets to college, like it's still the same thing. It's just now these are the guys who just, they just f- fuck with you or they, yes. they just, um, you know, their booty calls or they, maybe they fuck you and they don't call you again or stuff like that. Wow. I don't have that problem. Cause I'm mature now. I think at 40, yeah. like I, it's gotten better. Also, because now my range is like I'm dating these forty to fifty year olds, and they don't. What's it like dating a fifty year old? I just like... made that up. I don't know. Okay, I want to know this. <laughs> old stuff. balls. I mean, these old balls. <laughs> Do they still take care of themselves at that age? Like, like the shaving and the and the manscaping. Because um, I take pride in that. I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta do a little good job down there. Oh, good. You yeah, should absolutely. Um, so I don't know about fifty, but I did date somebody who was probably your age, but a grandpa already. Wow. And so That's I worked that impressive. into my I worked that into my set where I was like, oh, I'm a grandpa fucker now. Yes. <laughs> like, like. It's really awkward, you know? Like, every date he sends me home with some savings, bonds, and butterscotch candy. <laughs> so uh, so everything for the joke, I promise. That's a good joke right there. You, yeah. should, keep, you should keep that one. Oh, th- oh thank yeah, you. Yeah. You know what? I feel so validated um, yeah. now. From a guy that's never done stand-up comedy, I probably could give you some good pointers. Do you want to you know? do stand-up? I mean, uh, I've thought about it, but I just think... You know, it's hard hard enough for me to audition, you know, because for some reason, if I'm around people I don't know, I clam up a little bit. But like in the acting class, I don't because I know those people, right? So it's a little bit different. But I know it'd be definitely a good challenge, um, but I would have to, you know, figure out how to start that process off and like I mean how do you even write a joke right and that like basic stuff well I started by taking a really good class out of Tempe Center for the Arts with Tony Visage and I recommend it to everybody because it's a good way to get a process mm-hmm. um, he has like a two-part thing where one is just a class like a you know you, you, there's no show involved but then the second class is like a workshop and you get your five minutes together and then there's a show at the end of it and so that's really nice for like getting your feet wet or do I even like this and then you have the opportunity to perform in a, in a really nice venue without having to go to like open mics and dive bars and stuff like that. So I recommend that to everybody. So I'm just going to do a little plug there. All right. I'm going to take a look at that. Do you, um, when you eat wings, do you do celery or carrots? 
Today I didn't. Um, I didn't eat any of that. I just went right into the food. But honestly, I would probably do carrots more than celery. Celery, the consistency of that thing is just terrible. Unless I'm eating it with like peanut butter or something mm. like that. But, but no, I mean, if I'm going to order food, you know, uh, like wings, why even bring those out? Who cares? I took one bite of the celery. I usually use it as a way to get more blue cheese. If the blue cheese is like really good blue cheese. Like thick blue cheese? I like that Bob's Big Boy blue cheese from the grocery store. Yeah. It's probably my favorite. Yeah. Their blue cheese wasn't bad. I couldn't tell the difference too much between the ranch and the blue cheese. No, the blue cheese was very, um, like, watered down. Mild. Mild. They, like, they didn't have any of the chunks in there. Yeah. Um, which is good for dipping, but mm-hmm. you didn't really taste the, the blue cheese aspect of it. Almost like you know, a little bit more thicker, even if you don't, you know, even you have to, like, really dig it down and deep and get it all over your wing. Great. What what would be your number of wings? Like, if you were going to go sit down, which we kind of did today, but, like, if you were just, I'm going to order wings, I'm going to sit down, like, how many wings can you eat? Well, how many did I have today? I think I had three of yours. No, I had, I had like, I probably had about... We get 10 thir- and 10? Yeah, I think I had about 13. Dang. And you, like, you did a pretty good job cleaning your wing. Yeah, yeah. Not like me. I like to get it all up in the mouth and, and just... Pull it out with just the bones in my hand, and then all that meat still left over in my uh, in my in my mouth. And all your teeth. <clears throat> Why'd you have to make that creepy? Just <laughs> make that really. Well, like... that's my nickname is Uncle Creeper. So was it? Well, sometimes your fifty-year-old niece called you Uncle Creeper. No, no, like my friends used to call me Uncle Creeper. I don't know why that. But, you know. I don't know why. I guess it's because it's really creepy. Probably because I like stare down people. Do you make women feel uncomfortable? I make, I make deep voices like this. Jared, you're so creepy. Do I do what? Do you make women uncomfortable? No, but I figured I probably could, though, because <laughs> I was watching the Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. OMG. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize how fucked up this guy was. Yeah. So, um, and I didn't realize half the stuff that he did. I know he was pretty sick and, and uh, just crazy and killed a lot of people, right? But um, it's only about five episodes. I was trying to get my mom to watch it, but she's like, I don't want to go live through that stuff again because, oh, you know, yeah. she was a single mom in the late 70s when this happened, like with me yeah. and my brother. So, but I said, they don't reenact like this, the death scenes, right? They just, right. it was like a documentary on all the stuff that he was, um, all the interviews that he was giving reporters yeah. in, the, in, the, in, the, in the jail cell, but fascinating. Zach Efron's playing him in a movie, but I don't know when that movie's coming out or if it's going to be a wide release movie or not. He is. And he went through a transformation. To yeah. Do I mean, I don't know much, and this might sound uh, terrible to say, but he was probably the smartest yet dumbest serial killer ever. Like, he literally escaped twice. Yeah, and he I got heard caught that. both times from like stupid stuff, like driving too slow. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna like, if you're gonna be smart enough to break out, like, don't get get caught. the hell out of the country or something, you know? Yeah. So, um, my the last thing I watched on him was from my favorite murderer. Like, right. I listened to that, and it's a good example. And this is why I think that podcast has been so good for people. It kind of reminds you. They always say, "Fuck politeness," right? Because that's how he murdered like so many people. They're like, "Oh, could you help me? I have this cast. Mm-hmm. You know, can you help me?" Yeah. And it's like we're and maybe it's a woman thing. Like we're just uh, trained to like. Be polite. Don't make, you know, and maybe it's men too. Like, don't make men feel uncomfortable. Don't let them lose face, you know? And then that leads to getting murdered. But I mean, fuck that. That'll never happen in today. I don't think we'll have people like Manson and and, uh, Bundy today. There's just too much technology. There's too much uh, ways that these people, they they didn't have DNA back then. 
you, True, but I feel like you're asking for it by saying that. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they didn't have DNA. The way that they communicated was literally handwritten notes through the mail. Like, there yeah. was no emails. There was no digital transformation, stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, it's crazy how... you Somebody out there right now is going, challenge accepted. Right. They even said, like, when, or he, it's you. when he had... Um, when he went to Florida State and, and uh, you know, killed those two, th- two or three women in, in, the, in the dorm room there... Back then, a driver's license ID was a handwritten card. Like, no picture, no nothing. So it's like anybody could have made that up. Sure. So it's like he just was ahead of his time with knowledge of stuff on how to get get away with stuff. It's crazy. I remember when they executed him. Was it in the early 90s? Uh, great question. I probably should know that since it was like the very last episode. Well, I mean, I don't remember much. Just watched it. I don't remember much. Just kidding. Um, no, that's exciting. Um, (laughs) I don't watch as much Netflix because it's a pain in the ass to change the inputs on my TV. Like, I don't feel like flipping it over from direct TV. Well, if you get a smart TV, it, it like shows up on the original screen there, you know? Um, I'm pretty sure I have a smart TV. I'm just not that great with technology. Mm, Interesting. Is it? I don't know. Uh, I, you got to learn it. I mean, the way that you're configuring uh, all the headsets and the microphones was pretty genius. Thanks. I just okay. You know what? I'll take that credit. I just copied what uh, the one two three jokes podcast told me to do. Hmm. That's a fun podcast. It's a competitive joke podcast. I've listened to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. write them and say, "Hey, I'd like to be on this." Maybe. Okay. Maybe. But they what you do is they give you three stories, and then you write three jokes for each story, and then it goes around. And, and you win a round. You could win a round. And I was on their live show, too, which was exciting. Can I tell them, like, my wing it joke? Like, I've been winging it? No. You could probably work in jokes in the middle and the banter and stuff like that. I want, like, I want them in real time to tell me how terrible I am. I'm, I'm sure they'll do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> um, that's a good question. That's a good, a good point. Actually, now I'm searching for a transition. Um, how did we meet, Jared? How long have I known you? That's a good question. Um, you probably remember how we met. I, I, I don't know, five years, six years? I think I had just gotten my other Jeep. Because I remember that's how you were trying to bond with me, because you had just gotten the Jeep. Yeah, I think I've had three Jeeps. I'm on my fifth one now. Yeah, but you have, this, you have the same two-door ones, right? I like the way we're competing over Jeeps right now. No, your no Jeep, I've always I, had a two-door. Yeah, I love your, your new Jeep's great because it's the new ones that just came out. I think Those it's four awesome. years. Um, Jared, we met on eHarmony. Wow. We met on eHarmony? This is the longest relationship eHarmony has ever yielded. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, but uh, that's kind of nice that you can be friends with somebody for so long. Exactly. <laughs> and that's funny. You mentioned that uh, you're single, you say, I think, right? You're single, you say, you think. Uh, Don't, <laughs> you said it a couple times. You're yes, saying, I am Why single. Why is that? What's wrong with you? Wow, that's a loaded question. It definitely is. Uh, and I'm not going to look at you in the, eye, in the eye. No, you can look at me. It's okay. No, I can't. Um, that's a great question. I, I kind of tell the same story uh, over and over again. Um, but now the years are getting longer, so I'm trying to figure out how to alter the story. But if you really, from a high level, I mean, I graduated college in the year 2000, right? So I was on the seven-year plan, of course, and I'm not I a doctor. I took nine years to finish school. Sorry. I so wonder. you're a fellow doctor like myself then, right? Yeah. Perfect. I will write you a prescription. Absolutely. I'll write you one, too. Hopefully, to, uh, <laughs> more scotch and... Altoids? You, uh, oh, you got the fancy can? It's a different kind of Altoid. It's the Arctic Altoid, and did... This can looks like you can like house it with like marijuana or drugs well, or something, do drugs. and then stick it up uh, the cooch. Ew! What? 
like to smuggle. You don't sure. even have to smuggle things anymore. Everything's legal. Oh, uh, well, okay. Sorry. Wow, you really went there. I um, did. I, you know where I smuggle things, though? I just put them in my bra like this and so nobody can see them. I thought you weren't wearing one today. No. <laughs> 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 oh, um, we'll just edit that out. No problem. Yeah, um, no worries. Sorry. <laughs> just kidding. I won't edit it. Okay. But anyway. Um, no, so. Wait, no, no. Yeah, now yeah. I'm going to tell you my Altoid story because I'm terribly uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, can I have one? No. I mean, yes. I can. I mean, I could just go to over there and get the winter. Months. I quit smoking like three years ago. Oh my god, this table's not not clean. I I, <laughs> I quit go. smoking three years ago. Then I was doing like nicotine replacement, like the little mints, right? Uh-huh. But then I got really hooked on those. So for three years, I've been doing these little mints. And I was on a cruise in November, and I had run out on like the last day, and I was like, you know, I probably should just not buy any more of these mm. nicotine mints because they're expensive. Probably not good for you. So then I just now I'm addicted to to Altoid which it's a lot cheaper and probably not as bad for you. I would say it's probably a lot more healthier than that. So congratulations for getting off that stuff, by the way. I think I have a really addictive personality, I think. Absolutely. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) I think most people that that do what you do have an addictive personality. What do I do? No, you're you're like comedians and and making people laugh and not trying to take things seriously. I think those people have addictive personalities. Mm. I mean, I just, you know. Interesting. Yeah. I never thought about putting those two things together. Right. You're saying the same personality who craves attention from strangers on a stage is the same kind who might have addictive personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're smart. Well, you know, I mean, that's the seven years of education helped out. <laughs> I know so much about so... You know what? I was at a party and I said something like, oh, I learned that in Chicano studies and they laughed at me and they didn't think that was a real major topic right. of study. And I was like, are you white people for real? Well, I think it used to be called Mexican studies. No, and then, Chicano studies. Well, when I was there, it used oh. to be called, and then it was Chicano, and then I don't know what it is, Latin American studies. They keep changing the names oh. based on how politically correct the time matter, is. It doesn't matter, but just the fact that there is a, there is a study of like, oh, yeah. Chicano studies. I took a class on everything in my nine years of college. Really? I think so. Like, yeah. I, I took Native American studies, and like, uh, that's all I remember. <laughs> we did that in... Uh, in uh, high school, uh, went to high school uh, for about a year or two before I transferred to San Jose. It was a high school, Aragon High School in San Mateo. And I remember that there was this big center quad. And uh, they had all the clubs, like all the social clubs. They had like oh, the yeah. Polynesian Club. They had like the... Was the, it outdoors, by the way? No, no. I don't know where it was. Oh. But they had that. They had the African American Club. They had the yeah. Asian Club. And they all took the pictures for the yearbook in the center quad. So we figured out, me and about, like, you know, four or five of my other white friends, right? We thought it'd be cool to show up when they took the picture and, like, try to photobomb from behind. Jared. So in the yearbook, there's, You're like... You're just like those MAGA I know. teens. No, no, no. That's not so bad. <laughs> but there were, like, the Polynesian Club, right? All these Samoans and, and Tongans, which, uh, you know, were, were part of the school. We're in the back. Like, four or five white guys going, yeah, we're in the club, too. But, you know, hey, we do stupid stuff. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. I was just thinking, though, going to school in California, though, we probably had a similar experience where it's, like, very diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, your quad, like, when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, the quad, right. it's outside. Whereas I would always see high schools on TV, and it was all inside, like, hallways and stuff right. were inside. But in California, it was all outside. No, the quad was great, so. Anyways. I hated it. If my best friend was didn't go to school that day, I was like, oh, shit, who am I going to eat lunch with? What am I going to do? Well, this one had open lunch. We were able to leave campus and come back. Which even I don't think as is, a freshman? Even as a freshman, yeah. The whole what? entire school. I, I think it was like uh, some weird... I don't think any high school does it anymore, but we used to have open lunch. We used That's to go nice. to my buddy Salmon's house and eat Salmon's? all his food. 
Simon, eat oh, all Simon. his food and uh, play play pool, and then we would uh, hightail it back Little to circle class. jerk. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> okay, back to why you're single. Yes. Go ahead. You're not getting out of this. So, um, yeah, so I graduated in the year 2000. So, obviously, it's 2019 now. So, in the last 19 years, I've lived in San Jose, uh, San Diego, back to San Jose, Tampa, and then um, I've been here since January of 2008. So, um, like I said before, I was always focused on myself and career and job and stability. And then when I finally got here... You know, I literally didn't have much when I got here, and then I've been so lucky to be at this company now for 10-plus years, and they've treated me well and, and compensation and all that. So after a couple of years of, of living here, I got to a point where I was like, all right, you know, it's a good good spot. My brother lives here. My niece lives here. I have two longtime friends from high school live here and their family, and I've met some really cool fee- uh, people here. And I said, okay, this is like maybe I should put some boots in the ground here, right? So now we're talking 2010, 2011. So literally, really, and this is no joke, I only started thinking about like actually dating and finding somebody like within the last seven or eight years. And seven or eight. Yeah. I really just never, you never thought that you were just focused on yourself. I was just focused on myself and look, it's gotten me into a a, a situation now where obviously I'm getting older and, and that still focus and mentality of thinking about myself first gets in the way, Yeah, but I'm trying and I'm trying to, um, uh, you know, break out of those shells and all that kind of stuff. But that's pretty much where I'm at right now. That sounds, I mean, I can identify with that. I think uh, somebody once said to me on a, it was Tinder or something, they were like, mm. oh, <laughs> find us both on Tinder any day of the week, no problem. I'm on there, ladies, swipe right. <laughs> um, oh, it said it was a red flag that I didn't have any kids and I've never been married. And I was like, what? You're a yeah. red flag, you divorcee. Exactly. I know. And it's like, why, like, but you, you see those. there must be something wrong with you. Well, that or the biggest, uh, you know, when you go and you search these profiles, like on Tinder or, you know, match or whatever you're on, be like, you know, the woman's like, I'm searching for the love of my life. And then I read divorce, mother three. I'm like, didn't you just have the love of your life? Like, what the hell happened? Like, don't put that back in there. Cause you obviously had it at one point. Dang. You, you read know? the profiles? You have to. Oh, okay. Cause you might miss something there. Somebody actually says I'm looking for the love of my life. Yes. You know what my favorite one is? Or I'm looking is? for like the one. Or the new like one is pick. I'm looking for my pick. P-I-C. Pick partner in crime. And I'm like, don't mm. just spell it out. I Pain mean, you're not a millennial. You don't shorten these words. I like, um, uh, I'm looking for my best friend. Oh, jeez. You don't have best friends? I hate them all. I mean, I love my joking. best friends. I don't need to have like, Mine I mean. Mine says don't make me go hiking. Because like everybody's got these hiking pictures. Everybody's and I'm like, hiking. no, I don't want to go hiking. I think people just like hiking because it's free. That's true. <laughs> it is. Guys' pictures, I bet yours are like this. You probably have like a golf picture, a hiking picture, a, a travel picture, and maybe a gun picture. I don't have a gun picture. I don't think I have a hiking. I might have a hiking picture, like but I have, travel, I have traveling pictures. Yeah. Traveling and maybe like a workout picture, right? Yeah. Even though oh, a workout picture. Yeah, even though I, I'm fat, but. Um, oh my gosh, no, you're not. Do you have low self esteem? In certain areas, yeah. You're not fat. You're like really lean and like athletic. Yeah, but I have like B cups. <laughs> wait, I mean, look wait. At, look at these things. No, I mean that's nothing. Oh, and these can He's cut. These can cut. Right now. Well, I'm trying to see if they can cut glass, but they're doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice when guys have insecurities because then you're like, oh yeah, now you know how we feel. <laughs> Everybody does. I think guys say they don't have insecurities have a boatload because they're just trying to mask them. You know. Do you feel um? 
do you feel like competitive or do you compare yourself to other men? Like, like the, who, like who are the men right now that everybody looks at and is jealous of like Tom Brady or somebody? No, I mean, for me, it's, it's been, it's been JT for quite a long time. Justin Timberlake. Oh my God. He is like a fraud. He's not a fraud. He's like the guy that every guy wants to be and every girl wants to fuck. I mean, yeah, well, sorry, but I think he, like, he cannot do anything wrong. Like, it just seems like he's... Oh, let, he's, me, let me share a list. He's a good actor. He's a hell of a singer and a hell of a performer. I went to his concert a few years back. It was pure genius. But it just seems like he doesn't take life too seriously. Mm. And he has fun. Yeah. He obviously has been with his wife for, for a very long time now. Mm. And I just feel like he's, like, he just, to me, is a normal person that has an extreme amount of talent and just goes out there and says, fuck it, I'm going to do what I need to do. Okay. You know? I respect that. Recently, I've had some thoughts on Justin Timberlake, and I decided that I didn't think his music holds up. So. I think we need to end the podcast if you're going to say something I like think that. Because I, right I really. I'm going to put my is... shirt back on, and I'm going to go. Wow. Just kidding. Please um, don't put your let shirt me tell back you, on. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> let me tell you why I think this. I was listening to a Bruno Mars song, oh, and I was good. thinking about how talented he is and all the innovative things he's doing. And I was like, Justin Timberlake, like, he's not evolving uh, too much, I don't think. I think he is. Okay. Let's fight about it. Sure. Just kidding. Um, I, I, I'm not discounting Bruno Mars, right? I think, I think Justin Timberlake is a little bit of a cultural appropriator, too. Yeah, but he's been around for a long time. Yeah, he's on Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, obviously. And, and, uh, um, the other thing, he took no blame or flack for Nipplegate. The wardrobe malfunction. Yes. It pretty much jacked up Janet Jackson's career. She uh, was blackballed for no. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Read about it. That's why. See, you're, you, you've... Uh, so, from my understanding, is he ripped it off? I'm just saying he was involved. Yeah, but if, if... But she took all the heat for it. Because I'm assuming that they premeditated that and said, yes. I'm going to rip this thing off. Sure. Are you okay with it? And she said yes. So, I don't, understand, like, okay, how, do I don't understand how that is more on his fault. I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's more. I'm just saying he didn't get any backlash yeah, I, from Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, but at I that just, point, Janet was already done with her career anyways, and she's already made she, her millions. Oh, yeah, because so. women are dead after 40 in Hollywood. Oh my God, Just kidding. Go. I know, right? No, it's just some <laughs> thoughts that I've been having. Um, I don't hate Justin Timberlake. I like the stuff he does with Jimmy Fallon and on Saturday Night Live and stuff, but sometimes it gets... But, Wait, this started by you saying, like, I really admire him. I do. I really, I mean, he's, he's like, for me, he's the guy that I would be like, all right, if there was one time that I, that I go the other way, oh, I, he would be, be he'd his be the best guy. friend and hang out in his no, entourage. No, I mean, he'd be, I mean, oh, you, can't, Justin you just can't be his best friend. No. You have to fuck him. I mean, I mean, honestly, you can't just sit there and say, hey, Justin Timberlake's my best friend. Nobody would believe you. But if you come home with, like, his underwear, like, you know, 16 candles, that's a story. <laughs> I love 16 candles. It's a great movie. It is so good. Um, okay, well, I'm sorry to shit all over your idol there, but... Um, that's okay. Justin Timberlake. I'm just taking some notes so that I can write a description later. Ooh. Um, I like the descriptions. Do you? I do. Have can you I, read them? Can I copy it and use it for my online dating profile? Uh, no, don't use me <laughs> to Likes online Daytona. date. First of all, <laughs> second of all, why? I mean, we're this done. Is... Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I mean, this has got to bump me up about three or four people on Instagram just from a following perspective. 
You're really, you put a lot of, uh, you really think this podcast is really popular, don't you? I'll let you keep thinking that. That's right. Everyone's going to look all right. you up. They're all, all right. going to stalk you now. Um, I'm just really auditioning today f- to be like your co-host uh, when, you get, <laughs> when you get big time on this podcast. I, um, I wanted to have like a friend of mine on the podcast from time to time just so we could really harass men the right way. Yeah. Like I have a lot more confidence like when I have one of my girlfriends here. So I always thought that would be fun to have a wing woman and just be like, what's your, and, and they would ask the things that I'm too embarrassed to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it'd be fun. I just haven't done it yet. I like it. It's a good idea. Yeah. You have a lot of good ideas. Thanks. And you have just impeccable penmanship. No, it's okay. But you should see mine. Jared, stop flirting with me, okay? I think the penmanship, thats you just go a little too far. No, right? I mean, it's I the... I understand. Obviously, it's the You've white had shirt. Scotch. Your cleavage is hanging out. There's no bra. Actually, hey, there is no, a bra still hey, in there. Hey, And then your, your pen's good. So, you, I mean, it's, to me, good. that is like a total package. That's... I, I, I've been told that. Yeah. Um, so, that In fact, now I'm updating I'm like, my Bumble profile right now, too. You got to have white shirt, no bra, and, and good penmanship. I am wearing a bra. I don't... You're going to make people think that I'm just, like, not doing that. Okay, sorry. Just Correction, kidding. she is wearing a bra. Stop, stop <laughs> saying bra. You know what's funny is, like, I get so uncomfortable when it turns back to me when the conversation does, but I'm over here like, boo, boo, tell right. me this, tell me that. No, don't you. be sorry. It's fine. You, <laughs> it's what makes podcasting great. Um... So one thing I do, I feel like I don't really know you very well, but a couple of things I do know about you that I think are kind of fascinating. You're into yoga. Yes. When did you start doing that and what kind of yoga do you? So, um, I started doing yoga probably around this time last year, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe towards uh, the early part of summer last year. I, I, uh, I was doing CrossFit for, uh, six, seven years. And, you know, CrossFit's great. Um, I love the community. I love the culture. I do like the exercises, but unfortunately for me, um, the, uh, it just kind of crushed my body. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I mean, I just, I, I have like a torn meniscus in my right knee and my lower lumbar is a little bit jacked up. So, um, the lady who does my, um, my monthly stretches, I, I do like a stretch, uh, it's called a fascial stretch or something. It's oh, about cool. an hour and a half every other Monday. And she just literally stretches out my legs, my hips, my shoulders, whatever. She do starts... you get like a happy ending with that? No, no. Oh, okay. uh, although she's, she's a very attractive young woman. She's very taken, but she's awesome. She also does my massages too. I'm sorry so... to go there. I'm so immature. I am it's so okay. immature. She, if she ever listens to this, she'll get a, she'll get a blast out of it too. Her name is uh, Jezzy and, uh, she has her own practice of, uh, massaging and stretches and, and things like okay, that. Okay, so it's kind of like in the massage arts. Right, right. The, the, the company mm-hmm. that she um, she has a room out of is a is called Bodywise Chiropractic. It's literally down the street. Anyways, good group of people. But she, tar- uh, she started telling me about yoga, and then I just said, okay, screw it. I knew my uh, CrossFit uh, membership was um, expiring, so then I switched it over to yoga. And I've been doing yoga ever since, and um, I don't have the knee pain that much anymore. Oh. And sometimes the lower back, I think I'm always going to have that issue for some reason, unless I really focus on like doing yoga like every day. Like right now I could probably do three or four days a week max, right? Just mm. schedule wise. But I love it. It's been great. Um, I could care less about lifting weights and how much I deadlift oh. and how fast my time is. I just, it's just, that's all 
part of that that crossfit world which i just want to be part of. right now i just want to get lean i want to get more flexible focus on mobility um because you know i, I want to live long and i don't want to sit there and be all tight and, and, and non-mobile and pain yeah. when I'm older, right? you're getting old. I so am. you got to think yeah. about that. I'm, I think I'm old AF is yeah. what uh, the kids say uh, nowadays. You're, what do you call like an old fuck boy? Uh, probably me. Like a fuck grandpa. I'm just kidding. I'm not a grandpa. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, you'd be like a step grandpa. But be. one of my friends has a really funny joke. Um, he dated a girl with a kid, and he was a step boyfriend. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but that's my step. My stepdad. You know, he married my mom with two kids, two pretty much grown teenagers. I mean, it takes Ooh. a different breed. It takes a different character to do that. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it props to him. I mean, Good I love guy. him. He's a great guy. That's nice. Yeah. My uh, uh, my sister met a guy. And she, um, she had five daughters, and wow, yeah. she just kept trying for the I for think the boy. She had kept trying for a boy, and so what a saint to take that on. What does that do to your vagina? I'm not sure. I mean, I've never asked yeah. her. Looked. Is it like a blown out like '56 Chevy? Gross, Jared. What? You know what? Maybe this is why you're single. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. You be you. Um, no, I imagine it can't be. But don't those things really bounce back? I don't know. How you, I mean, I don't know how you work out uh, if there's a you know Pilates for your vagina, but I mean, I don't know how you get that back into shape. But maybe I don't want to go into this. No worries. <laughs> You'll have to edit that one out. <laughs> I don't like to edit. So what's perfect. Totally, this will be your best or worst podcast, right? <laughs> it's gonna be the best. <laughs> so you do yoga? <laughs> I love yoga. Do I mean, you do I... like hot yoga, aerial yoga, goat yoga? I've. <laughs> I did goat yoga. Goat yoga, no. It's really um, just a petting zoo. I've only done the the flow classes, um, the level ones, level twos. Do you see a lot of then, butts in those classes? I do. Hot yoga. I think hot yoga, I'm starting to really dig hot yoga, but I also understand that it really does take a lot of energy out of you. You really have to hydrate yourself like massively before and massively after. So, But um, you do. Especially when you're like, you know, you're doing like the bend overs um, or like the down dogs. You kind of peek at in, your neighbor in front of you or on the side of you or something. You're like, oh, hey, nice. Butts. A lot of butts. You did say once you were too in the zone to be creeper uncle at that point. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Oh, if, the music, if the music, like a flow class is you really don't have a lot of time to, to like look around. Like if you're doing like a, like a regular... Um, yoga class. Some of those classes are you're just doing like um, holds, different types of holds, right? A flow class, you, you're you're going from like a down dog to tabletop, back to a down dog, back to like a um, a warrior one or something. You, you, you're constantly moving with little to breaks. So a regular class, you're probably just doing like a hold for like two minutes, then you get into like the other side, then you go back and do it for like another minute. So it's how long does it take you to learn all the moves? I still don't. You kind of pick stuff up because a lot of the, you know, they have animal ties to it, right? Up dog, down mm-hmm. dog, you know, um, whatever. Child's pose or happy baby. You know, um, that one sounds fun. Right. But a lot of it's like something, something, ah, like Shavasana or yeah. Ukadasana or whatever, Ukadasana or whatever it's called. I mean, I, I'm making stuff up, but the, the, the names sound somewhat familiar. And so they say to... usually both of them. Because most people know the yoga term, but a lot of people like myself somewhat know the yoga term, but they also don't know uh, the term, right? So yeah. they'll be saying like, um, 
I don't know what uh, mountain pose is called, but mountain pose, you're just standing straight up, right? But that's also a term in yoga. And I just looked at people when he said this stuff and see what they did yeah. for the first few sessions. And then I just kind of got into yeah. it. And then when you go to the same teachers, they do mostly the same routines. Yeah. So okay. you kind of pick it so up. So you pick it up without yeah. looking too stupid. Absolutely. That's nice. I like yoga. I've been a couple times and I know if I went more, I'd get better at it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the well, I mean, why don't you just do a down dog right here? I mean, see what you can get into. Um, no, I think uh, that floor is really dirty. Is it? <laughs> I, 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 uh, I clean. No, I can definitely see it's really dirty. Oh, interesting. Why don't you, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look, there's a yoga mat right there. No. There um, is. Like I said, I don't really know how to do it. Um, but I always yawn because, like, you start to stretch and then you're getting all this more oxygen or something, right? right? And yep, then yep. it's like, and then it, now I'm going to yawn just talking about it. That's pretty much it. You're, you're... You're you're basically teaching your body um, breathing techniques while you're doing active movement, right? Right, and which is really tough, right? Not a lot of people can go into these certain movements and not breathe, right? But you have to breathe because obviously that opens up areas in your body that you're not hitting with oxygen and things like that. Right. So. All right, I'm going to take a hard left here and yes. ask you a question. Oh boy, what has been your greatest moment where you? feel like you won maybe you said the right thing at the right time and you just had like oh i freaking won like brag a little bit what's what's been your best moment about just anything anything oh my god i always like to talk about how like i said this really good comeback once when somebody said something to me and like everybody was like oh and it was like a dream come true um like in a joke why why i don't know like just what was the best what was the best thing you ever did that's what she said. No, um, I I don't I don't know. I wish you'd have prepped me with that question. I probably well, would have thought about it on the spot. A good I, actor, Jared, can <laughs> really improvise and recall um, and go there. So I guess yeah. You know what? I'll take that example because you you brought up a a, pri- a perfect example of it in the acting class, right? So um, we have. Uh, uh, and amazingly talented people in that class. One of them is a local actress uh, slash model. Her name is Christina Sabah, and she is a stickler for, you know, ha- having memorized the lines like as is, like word oh, for yeah. word, right? And she'll point out to other actors, like, after a scene, like, well, you missed this word, or you said... Because you're kind of disrespecting the writer at that point, I mean, right? kind of, or you're messing up her timing, right? Oh, and because um, if you go improv or ad lib or whatever, sometimes it messes it up. But anyways, um, she had said that. But then in one of her scenes, she had like gaffed on a line. And it was so funny to, to listen to her afterwards. And then I, my, I got up there with another scene partner quite uh, right after. And for some reason, you know, when you're an actor, you're supposed to be like in the moment. You're supposed to be into your lines and stuff like that. But for some reason, when I got to that line, because her, her and I have the same lines uh, on that script. I made it a point to actually say the line correctly, like, you know, birthday or whatever the line was. And I kind of looked at her, you know, <laughs> and, and the whole class knew what I was doing. So uh, that kind of, that, I mean, on the spot, that's probably my, my, my biggest uh, memory right now. Are you such a dick? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Some people say that. I mean, uh, well, I'm, let me ask you this. Do you always have to win? Or are you no. okay yielding? I, I don't think I'm a competitive person. Okay. You know, like, I don't get that sense from you. I, I just, I'm a type of guy that really wants people that I'm around to, to like me. And, and, uh, I'm not a guy that's gonna, 
sweat the small stuff and I'm going to crack jokes and make fun of things that either are relevant or, or a little risky Yeah. because life's too short. Yeah, no, I like that. And I get that sense from you, but it's like, you're not going to miss that opportunity if somebody else makes such a big deal out about getting everywhere. Yeah, you're like, of course you throw a little jab in there. I like it. Yeah. What's the best? You travel a lot. I know you talked about going to Jerusalem. What was your favorite trip? What's been your favorite trip? I think uh, my favorite trip by far was my sister-in-law's 50th birthday we had in um, Italy. Ooh. And um, for many different reasons, because I think it was my first time uh, traveling outside. Was it the first time? It was like the first or second time. I know it was at least the second time traveling outside the United States, because I think before my first time traveling overseas was Israel back in 2000. Anyways. She had probably about 15 people go, which is quite amazing, right? And some of them are from different parts of the world. And like her brother um, is the assistant to the vice chancellor of Germany. Really cool guy. Oh, wow. Yeah, and a couple of the people she's from... She's connected. She's connected. And um, so we ended up um, flying into Florence, and our flight was delayed. And it was just a crazy-ass day. Like, it was... She works for American Airlines, so we flew to Philly... And then our flight flight from Philly was going to go from Philly to Florence, but apparently it was uh, something was wrong with the the lights. Like there was one light in the dashboard that needed to work as a requirement to take off, and that didn't work. Oh my gosh! So they were scrambling for the light or whatever. So um, she ended up having to um, book our tickets to Frankfurt, Germany, to get to Florence. So we all land in Frankfurt. And sure enough, I'm the only one that doesn't have a guaranteed ticket to go to um, Florence. Right. So I'm like, fuck, you know, this is, this is not looking good. So I'm like, okay, well, can I get on a train? So I go to the, the, the ticket booth there in the, in the airport, which you could buy train tickets, right? And um, the, uh, the conductors are on strike. <laughs> and this was the same time that um, there was that fire that shut down an entire um, gate area at, in the Rome airport. So Europe uh-huh. was just a fucking mess. So anyways, long story short, I ended up getting on standby on, on a flight, got to Florence, got to the hotel that we were supposed to be at the hotel like 6 p.m. We ended up not getting to the hotel until like 2 a.m. So we missed the entire night in Florence. Mm-hmm. Got there, had some pizza at like 2 o'clock in the morning, and then went to bed, and then we did the the whole, you know, um, statue of David thing and things like that. But anyways, we drove from Florence, um, to this, uh, place, uh, this little villa, which had two houses outside of a town called Tortaldo. And place was amazing. It had its own vineyard. It had a, a tennis court at this big old pool. But the moral of the story that I'm trying to get at is why it was so cool is every night we stayed there. I think we stayed there for six nights before we went to Venice. We made it a point for everybody to show up at night and have like a family dinner. Oh yeah! And it was awesome. And it was um, it was outside. It was like a traditional Italian, yeah. like long table yeah. with benches, and it was just it was it was unbelievable. Meanwhile, you're just looking at like this, you know, you're looking at Tuscany, and it was just like it was just like something out of the movies. And right? you're with a lot of your family. Yeah, like my brother was there, and all of her family were there. Um, and you know, I I uh, met a lot of Good people, you know. There, there was a pastor from a church that my brother and my and his wife go to. You know, Fred, awesome. His wife, awesome. All these people were great, and 
I think it was like the second to the last night I stood up and I was like, you know, hey, you know, it'd be great to have everybody kind of share what like their oh, yeah. best experience has been so far. So I'm hearing all these stories and I think it just became a uh, something that was a little bit overwhelming for me. And it get it get it got to me and I stood up and I just just bawled. Yeah. Like not even like, you know, uh, probably mumbling my words yeah. or whatever. And, uh, but I kept it funny because afterwards, uh, you know, Fred went next and I was still kind of crying and I'm like, yeah, Fred beat that. <laughs> and, uh, so it was just a fantastic trip. It was just yeah. like, it was just, everything came together. It was so crazy to get there and, um, met some amazing people, had an amazing time. And I think that's probably my best trip that I've been on so far. Sounds like it. Yeah. I love stuff like that because and as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm seeing why it's important to create memories with people that you care about. I think about my parents. I'm like, oh, we need to do more. So absolutely. uh, Because how much time do we have left? How much good years do, how many good years do we have left? You don't, it's hard to tell. They're like, just turned 70, 71. So it's like, so it's important to create those memories. I like it. Well, they do it right. I mean, my brother and his wife, they like literally pull up their money and they take a tr- one massive trip mm-hmm. per year, and I've tagged along. So that's good. Italy a couple times, and Scotland, and oh, wow. Alaska cruise, and a Baltic Sea cruise. I mean, it's been crazy. And this year we're going back to Italy again for my brother's fiftieth. Yeah. And we're going to stay outside of Verona. Oh wow! Um, which is um, where you they film Gladiator. Along? I just tag along. I'm like, just show me, like, tell me the dates. Yeah. Tell me when I owe you and and yeah. how much. <laughs> and she. Literally soup the nuts. Yeah. She plans it. Yeah. I'm like, Well, if you want something done right, you've got to plan it yourself. Yeah. Um, That is really cool. I like that. That makes you not seem like such a creep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks. Most importantly, what I really want to understand, Jared, is what what do you like about me? Like, what is it? (laughs) This is my trick question. I'm like, let's see. Just kidding. You don't have to answer that. Well, I, I could probably answer that. Go ahead. I won't look at you in the eye. I like you because you just don't seem like you give a fuck. I mean, in a good way. Like, it just doesn't seem like stuff rattles you or stresses you out. Didn't I just tell you about how I yelled at my dentist and then started crying last week? Yeah, but that's like uh, probably like an anomaly for you, right? I mean, I just, you know, the the longer, the the time that I've known you, it just seems like you just want to do what you want to do and you'll figure it out. Like you wanted to figure out how to be a stand-up comic, which you're doing. You wanted to figure out how to podcast and then we're doing a podcast. So it's like, I think you just when you want to tackle something, you tackle it and you don't care about the ramifications or feedback, you know, mm. and you just kind of do it. Thanks. And that's kind of cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. That's inspiring too. That makes me go, okay, yeah, keep going, Mary. Like just go do your shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, kept just, on, you kept on saying in this podcast, Jared, you do you. Well, you're doing you. Yeah. So, Thanks. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the only reason why I started this podcast was to trick guys into take me on dates. So thank you for after four years taking me to Hooters. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, I think that is a really great place to stop. Um, Jared, what are you looking forward to? What do you hope for the next, you know, six months, one year, two years, three years? Like, what do you want? Put it out there, and it's going to come to you. Well, all my stuff is is outside of my normal day job, right? I think this is the year that I kind of focus on getting a little bit more involved with the local acting community and, and, and producing community and um, trying to help out, um, you know, other, you know, filmmakers like Kevin and uh, Kevin Phipps and Ruben Angelo and, and Daniel Blanc and Ava Louise and some of the people that have been um, so nice enough to give me, um, you know, little parts and things like that in their projects. And I kind of want to help out using my contacts that I have in LA and, and see what I can accomplish. Um, but I also want to, 
you know, spend more time on myself, like trying to figure out, okay, can I do this or should I just be taking the classes? Like, you know, how much effort can I put into this? Right. Cause I, I, I do want to get to a point where maybe I get like a part, like yeah. just get knee deep into a character and just say, you know what? I had an amazing uh, character in this movie. It was more than one line. It was multiple scenes, maybe a supporting role, whatever. And uh, that's it. You know, and then I get that little crazy bug out of my head. Like, you know what? I actually accomplished something. I did a movie that had multiple lines that I was a character. Yeah. And that's it. Instead of, you know, just taking the classes and doing these onesie twosies, it's like how far do I want to take it? And I think I need to understand that this year. Yeah. I, I love a class, but I think at some point you got to step away. Yeah. And then come back. Like I take my comedy workshop at least once a right. year. Um, I like that. That's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Have you, do you write, have you ever thought about writing your own screenplay or parts? I, I used to like jot little notes down, like ideas, um, and I have them in that little fold over there. But oh, the one you yelled at me not to touch. Yeah, okay. yeah, don't touch anything, Just please. Thank you, <laughs> uh, Alexa. Don't touch anything. <laughs> She's like, fuck oh, she you, didn't Jared. Even hear me. Fuck you, Jared. You can't tell me what. To Alexa, do. what's my name? I'm talking to Jared. This is Jared's account. She loves me. I thought maybe you gave it like a weird name. <laughs> this is Big Daddy's account. I'm big, talking big Daddy to Big Stitch. Daddy. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think I, I do have ideas, um, but I need I need to, you know, one of my New Year's resolutions, which is now obviously uh, almost two months uh, completed, but I want to write more. I think I want to just take ideas I have and just, I have like, cause my biggest thing is I need to start figuring out how to write monologues. Right. And I mm. think either like a dramatic one or, or a, a comedic one. And cause a lot of the auditions that I require some sort of a monologue or oh, a yeah. video edition and stuff. And I think that's a thing I need to figure out is getting monologues and then just not caring what other people think of me when I audition. I think that's my biggest hurdle is going in there and failing. And I think I need to figure out how to get over that fear this year. That is so good. Yeah. It's so good that you articulated that. That is nice. Yes. Well, I can't wait to see what you do. So fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. And thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you for the wings. <laughs> Most of the time, I'm sorry. You're the first person that has to buy your own wings. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Well, I don't feel so bad about it. Oh, no. It. I made you. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really fun and really insightful. So thanks so much for being here. Jared Keesling. Um Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this really exciting episode. We'll see you next time on Wings with Friends. Bye. <clears throat> but <laughs> I totally ruined your sign off. <laughs> you ruined the whole podcast, Jared. Thanks for having Just me. Just kidding. Bye. <laughs>